Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Welcome to the first ever episode of Buffalo Sports Banter. I'm Ben Shoup, and with me is my good friend Hunter Lober Cummins. Um, new podcast, going to be starting this up every week, every Friday. It's going to be dropping. Uh, brought to you by Built in Buffalo. So thanks for joining us, Hunter. I'm going to let you introduce yourself real quick, let everybody know where they can find you, what you like, what you're doing, and everything like that. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, my name is Hunter Lober Cummins, uh, two, two last names. HLC is what I often go by, so I might change that up in the little name board there maybe going forward. Uh, yeah, born, born and raised in Orchard Park, lifelong Buffalo sports fan. Happy to be here. Uh, just love to talk talk sports, even some banter, as, as that's what our title is, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm a senior over at Canisius College. In fact, I'm in uh, my second last day, to be honest, um, graduating about a week and a couple of days later. So really happy to be moving along there. Um, I'm in the sports uh, media industry. I'm actually an intern with Channel 4 WIVB as a sports uh, anchor. Well, not for them, of course, but um, that's what I'd be gearing, gearing myself towards. Um, and yeah, so I'm really happy to be here. And uh, I have, of course, on all, all the main socials, uh, my Instagram is my full name, all lowercase, no spaces. Uh, my Twitter is Hunter. And then I believe it is two underscores, the letters LC. And uh, those would be my two main ones. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, quick over overview of what we're going to be doing on this podcast. Obviously, it's pretty, pretty apparent we're going to be talking about Buffalo sports. But... First half of every episode, we're going to be talking about the current sports. So, like today, we'll be talking about the schedule uh, release for the Bills. We're talking about the NHL lottery, um, just because that happened this past Monday. So, it's going to be different things each week. We're it's probably going to be about thirty minute episodes, forty minute episodes, um, and then at the end, though, every it's going to be about five to fifteen minutes. We're going to talk about some some form of Buffalo sports history, because uh, one, I know Hunter, you're a big. Um, history sports history buff i myself am not as big as you but i definitely want to get into it more i I like hearing about the history and i'm pretty sure a lot of people that might be listening have not heard a lot of the stuff we'll talk about especially even today um but today we're going to start it off we're going to get into the schedule right away and then we'll get into the draft lottery for the nhl but it just dropped about about an hour ago officially i mean we've kind of known for a little bit today, just certain games, everything like that. But here's the schedule rundown. Then we'll get into certain games. I'll ask you, Hunter, which one stands out to you the most. 
First, though, we start off with a Monday night football game against the Jets in New Jersey. Aaron Rodgers' first game. That's week one. Week two is the home opener for the Bills against the Raiders. That's a one o'clock game on September 17th. Week after that is also, I believe that's on the road. Yep, on the road against the Washington Commanders. Uh, also a one o'clock game. And then next week, when we're get, we get into October, um, that is a one o'clock game again against Miami. Not a lot of one o'clock games, as you'll see, um, at least in Buffalo um, and overall. But that's the that's the second one of the year. And actually, I believe that's actually the only. Yes, that is the only the last home game. That is a one o'clock game. Besides the Patriots at on December 31st, which I think could be flexed, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. But week five, Jacksonville, that's the London game, 9.30 a.m. for those East Coasts. That's technically a home game. It would be our ninth home game, but it's it's obviously away in London. Week after that, we get Sunday night football in Buffalo. The New York Giants are coming up to Orchard Park. Plants Dable versus uh, versus. McDermott, right? Old offensive coordinator. Then the week seven Patriots are, we're going to new England. The bills are going to new England, one o'clock game on October 22nd. Then four days later, bills are back home in orchard park, a Thursday night football game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that one's eight fifteen start October 26th. And then Sunday, the fifth is Sunday night football. We're going. They're going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Another night game. Obviously, we all know what happened last year uh, when we played them in the regular season. Hopefully, this year everything goes smoothly. But that's week nine. Week ten, we got the Broncos coming to Buffalo to Orchard Park. I believe that is a Sunday night football. No, Monday, Monday. night game. Monday night game. That is Denver coming here eight fifteen. That is November thirteenth. Week after that, week 11, the Jets are coming to Buffalo uh, on uh, November 19th. That is a 425 game, 425, not a 1 o'clock game, 425. Another 4 o'clock game the week after, actually my birthday, November 26th, the Eagles uh, are hosting the Bills, so we're going to Philadelphia. Week 13 is the bye week, late bye week. We'll get into that in a second, but late bye week for, for first time, I believe, in a while for the Bills. And then week 14 is at Kansas City, 425 game, another 4 o'clock game. I mean, I, I, it's kind of crazy how many for, – for ones, I've, I've, we've obviously had a lot of primetime games the past few years, a lot of 1 o'clock games, not too many 4 o'clock games. But that's not the last one. Week after that, week 15, Dallas in Buffalo, 425. A 425 game in Buffalo, that's the second one this year, which is very shocking. Usually if it's in Buffalo, it's automatically 1 o'clock game. Then week 16, it says 8 o'clock. It's a Saturday game, I believe, the 23rd of December against the Chargers in L.A. It's only on Peacock, which we'll also get to um, when we're going over this. But only on Peacock, that's the Chargers. Week 17, 1 o'clock game, New Year's Eve. I don't know if this one can be flexed, but New England is going coming to Buffalo New Year's Eve uh, at 1 o'clock. Then to finish it off, week 18 is the Miami Dolphins at Miami. No official date yet. That's what it says on the schedule to be determined. Could be Saturday, could be Sunday. 
who knows just because or it could even be a monday i don't i don't remember if they have monday games week 18 um but it could be a monday game depending on what they decide depending on how close the division is so that's the overall schedule obviously a lot to take in i mean a lot of lots of things to look at but i'm just going to ask you straight up what game what one or two games really stand out to you the most when you're looking at the schedule absolutely if i had to pick uh those options, I would have to say the first one, and they're, they're actually both for me going to be in the uh, later quadrant. Uh, number one is going to be that Thanksgiving weekend game against uh, the, the current runners-up of the league, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, how that one plays out. I know the last matchup we had, um, it was in Orchard Park. Uh, I know the Eagles uh, won by, I believe, more than one score. I, From what I remember, that was a very rainy game. And Miles Sanders uh, had himself a day, if I'm not mistaken, with that one. So I'd like to see how we match up four years later. I'm pretty confident it should be a one-score game, I would hope. Uh, we'll see. Um, of course, Jalen Hurts is very uh, talented, got paid uh, the big bucks uh, just recently. Um, I Talking about some of the dates and times, I don't love that, though, for that um, date and time because, I, to me at least uh, – I don't know. After Thanksgiving, I'm looking just to kind of sit back and chillax on that Sunday, really not worry about a ton of things. And being that, that that's also a 425 game, you, you'll go through the one o'clock slate as a Bills fan uh, with that maybe a little pit in your stomach. So I really don't love the placement of that game. And also I was considering maybe getting out to that one, but have some family Thanksgiving obligations uh, here in Buffalo. So might be a little tight getting out there that Sunday, but that's all right. Uh, but so, would I like to see a different date and time, but that's okay. And then number two is what seems like the perennial matchup now that we've had pretty uh, decent fortunes with the last two years in the regular season, of course, and that's going out to Arrowhead uh, to play the Kansas City Chiefs. That one, uh, Sunday, December 10th at 425, that automatically reminds me of that Buccaneers game uh, two seasons ago versus Tom Brady. I want to say – that was the same weekend, that mid-December 425 slot versus an elite uh, team. Of course, Brady made that team elite. So uh, hopefully that same result doesn't happen. Of course, that was an overtime loss uh, on the Brashad Perriman uh, game-winning touchdown there. But that's that's behind us. Um, can we make it three wins in a row in the regular season? That would be pretty impressive um, if we are able to do that. And by that point, um, that you would assume that both of those – those teams are going to be going into uh, that game with, and that's, so that's, let's see, 18, 17, 16, 14, that's week 14. So, I mean, what could you say going into that game? Maybe, uh, so you'd have 11 games or I'm sorry, 13 games total played, like, like 10 and three, 11 and two for both teams going into that game. Um, that would be pretty impressive. So th- those would be my two games to the best games to look at. And of course that's the Super Bowl matchup when you put those two teams together of this past season. Yeah, I mean, it's it really this really is a tough schedule, and that stretch alone, like that you were talking about, that is a tough stretch from week really eleven. I mean, you could even go all the way back to week nine, but week eleven to week fifteen, even sixteen, is rough. I mean, that bye week is huge in week thirteen. You have the Jets, then you have Eagles, the bye week, then Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. Like that's a tough stretch there, doubt, especially towards the end of the year, uh, and only two of them are at home. So two out of the four or five games are at home. Three of them are on the road. So that's a tough schedule. It could really change a lot, especially with the division, because then week 17 and 18 are the Patriots and Dolphins. So that could really change a lot. For me, 
the one game that really jumps off the page to me, and it might not be one that jumps off the page to anybody else, but it's that Buccaneers Thursday night game. Solely because I'm shocked that it is a night game. I wouldn't if you told me about the schedule, if they'd probably be this may probably the last team I would have expected the Bills to play on Thursday night or in, in a primetime game. Maybe the commanders were another team that I'd be shocked, but I am very shocked to see that. I thought at least they would put one of the Dolphins games. Obviously, it still can week 18 become a primetime game, but I thought they'd for sure have one of those. And I mean, it, it really is a shocking thing to see that Bucks game. So that's one that stands out to me the most. That one should be, I mean, I think to a lot of people that should be a win for them. That should, I mean, you cannot drop that type of game, especially with the stretch after that, where you have Cincy, Denver, and then the stretch I just talked about right after that. Like that is must win week eight. Then the other game that, that really stands out and it might just be the Buffalo, you know, obviously if you're not a Buffalo guy, you wouldn't be, this wouldn't stand out to you, but it is the New York giants coming here on Sunday night football. I mean, that, that game's going to be not fun to fun to watch, dude, right? It's going to be Dable versus McDermott Dorsey versus I'm blanking on who the offense coordinator is there, but it's going to be Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, like talent everywhere. Two teams that know each other decent amount just because of the Dable connection over over here in Buffalo. Um, so that's a game that I'm really, really excited about. What do you think about those two games? Are you kind of in the same boat? What do you think? Are you excited about more excited about the Bucks game than I am, or just kind of the same? Well, I would have to say, uh, speaking about the Bucks and then two weeks later, Bron- the Broncos, I-, I did not have those pinned as primetime games for sure. In fact, I'm I'm very surprised to see that those are both. Uh, prime times it sacrificed uh, such as Dallas. Well, I mean, I guess that's a tricky one if you consider 425. For, for us, that's definitely a different scene, um, but that's not going to be uh, as, as of course, uh, prime time notable as an 815 start. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, you got to think with the Buccaneers not having Brady anymore. In fact, uh, who who are we looking at to be the, that starting quarterback? Is that Kyle Trask? Probably Baker. I'm, I think Baker. Or Baker, as they did sign, right? I guess that could be a training camp battle. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, with that kind of looking towards that, uh, you'd have to think that'll be a win as well as Denver, if it's going to be anything like last season. Um, I, I don't see them doing as poorly as they did, but still, uh, and all the more reason because they're on national television uh, to play t- to your best ability to make sure that there's no slip ups or what I would consider an embarrassment versus both of those teams. Um, the Giants, that'll be a great atmosphere. Brian Dable comes home, literally, as he's also a Buffalo native, not just where he formerly coached. Um, that'll be a, a really good matchup there. Um, you know, Other things that stand out to me, I would say, uh, going back to those time slots, uh, I had put this out on my social media. The first thing that caught my eye was four 425 kickoffs in a row. To a, a lifelong Buffalo native and fan, that is unheard of. Uh, as I put it again on, on Twitter and Instagram, that used to be – I grew up we, – we both grew up. That was like Tom Brady, Randy Moss, Patriots era. That's the only excuse or reasoning for having uh, – being an Eastern team, not needing that 425 start, um, to have four of them in a row. And I don't even know if the Patriots even had four in a row back in that era. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have I to do some, some homework on that. But And the fact that two of them are at home. Uh, I know – we had the Jet game, um, not this past season, but the season before was a 425 start. 
um, at home. That was like the first time in a, a very long time, the only one I really remember. So to now have this be a regular thing, uh, that's pretty cool to see. It shows me that we've kind of grown up almost as an organization. Um, well, definitely. I will say that stretch from week eight all the way till week 16, there's not a single one o'clock game, which again, like you said, that's unheard of. And even if you get rid of week seven, then you go from week five all the way till week 16, where there's one one o'clock game. And it's that Patriots game in week seven. But you, you got 8-15, 8-20, 8-15, 4-4, 4-4, 8-4, 8-4, 8-4, That is crazy, to at least for us. I know, obviously, maybe some other fans have seen that happen before. But for us, like, we're – we're just kind of we're still a little bit new to this whole winning mm-hmm. thing. Like we we still don't know how to act all the time. We still don't know how to do everything because we we're not used to. It. We weren't we weren't alive during the '90s. We weren't able to see those teams. But it's fun now. It's cool now. I know. I, I mean, I'm still a big fan of the one o'clock games. Just I think like you, it's just that nostalgia type thing where it's mm-hmm. you know you're waking up on Sunday, you're ready to go at eight nine in the morning, and you're getting over there early to get get um, to miss the traffic and everything. So. It, it is going to take a little bit of getting used to. I knew, I do know a lot of people are upset about not as many one o'clock games. Maybe then they'll fix that next year and just give, give a lot of one o'clock games, at least at home. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it'll definitely be a different year. It'll be a crazy year. One, like we've never, at least we've never seen when it comes to the schedule. Um, but before we move on to the lottery, let's just go over the team, the games real, real quick. We'll go over the games and we'll end up, having our our um, record at the end so we'll start with week one are you going win or loss jets away monday night football uh so for this uh that was the one other game i wanted to briefly touch on um this reminds me of if you can remember back to that monday night opener that was i believe might have been a part of a double header in new england in 2009 when it was the afl throwback jersey uh, year and we were up 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 and then i think Something silly. I believe a Leotis McKelvin muff uh, turned the fortunes for us. And, of course, the Brady Pats went to, went to win that one. But AFC East opponent, season opener, you got to wait uh, the uh, the Sunday and the Thursday to get there. So uh, reminds me of that. But for the prediction, give me a win in New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, is, is, is it weird to say that, like, opening a season, Jets and – Bills is just like that's that again, another weird thing. I'm not used to it, but I'm going to win again. Aaron Rodgers is not exactly known to be able to start off hot, at least recently. So I think that it will take him a little bit to get at least acclimated there with the Jets. Um, I mean, I don't even know how much acclimation he needs considering he has almost all of his weapons from New, from Green Bay over here, over in New Jersey now. But um, week two. Raiders coming to Buffalo, home opener. I mean, I, I'm going to go easy. I think that's a win. I don't think they'll lose the home opener, especially to the Raiders, who were abysmal last year. And still, I don't think they got better. I do not think they got better. I don't think the defense will be able to stop Allen, and I do not think Jimmy G is going to outscore Josh Allen. So I'm going with a win there, too, to start off 2-0. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, it'll be Garoppolo coming to town. I would possibly guess. For the first time as a starter, maybe he came. I would assume he came as a Patriots backup. Um, but, yeah, win there, that place will be rocking. Uh, I like that opponent, not a completely challenging one. And uh, more than two possessions for uh, the margin would be great in that one. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, but week three, we got Washington in Washington. 
I mean, that's another game where I'm looking at it and I'm saying there's no way they can lose that game. If they're going to be serious about being a team again, that's contending. If they want to, they got to win those types of games. So I'm going another win to start off three and zero. So that, that one's easy for me. I totally agree. Uh, not extremely challenging as it stands. I believe we'd be playing Sam Howell under center for Washington. I'm not very terrified of that uh, at all. Um, so I'd have a similar to the Raiders game, probably not extremely on paper, at least challenging of a win. So we both are starting off three now. Week four, we're at home versus the Dolphins. Now, again, we did obviously lose the first game, or the Bills ended up losing the first game um, to the Dolphins last year. Different team this year now, again, different team for the Dolphins. They brought in Jalen Ramsey. What do you think about this game? Are they moving to 4-0? In a much closer battle compared to the last two games, I will have them at 1-0. I think uh, that this is one of those teams, the Dolphins are, that the being at home, being at a, in an away factor uh, really plays um, in, into the result. I think that you're. it's just one of those games you're much more likely to win at home versus the Dolphins, at least the way it works out for us, than you are in South Florida. So I'm going to have this as a win but uh, much closer, similar to the snow game. Uh, maybe not that close, but uh, much closer than the previous two games to this Dolphins game. Yeah, I think, I mean, as much as, I mean, this this one's probably going to be the closest game, at least in the first half of the season, that I'm going to be going back and forth on. I do think it will be a win, so I think it will go to 4-0 because I think Josh Allen and the Bills will have in the back of their head remembering what happened last year in Week 3, and they'll, they'll say, you know, now you're coming here and you're, you want you want good weather in Buffalo? We'll give it to you, and we'll still beat you. So I think they'll end up winning. Go to four and zero. Although week five, Jacksonville in London, I'm going with a loss there. I, I think it could be one of those games. You know, I like like divisional game the week before, a lot of emotion. Then you're traveling to London. I'm not a hundred percent confident that they could get that done, especially with Jacksonville probably staying in London that whole time, so they won't have to travel as much. Um, obviously, there's still the factor of, you know, Jacksonville is not going to be being able to stay home. They're going to be in hotels, whatever. But I just think it could be one of those trap games. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to prove a lot this year. Um, and I think that Jacksonville team is going to prove a lot this year. So I'm going to go with a loss. I think four and one after five weeks. What do you think? I was going back and forth between this one, but I I don't I, I I'm really I'm very torn, actually. I, I do wonder how much. Maybe the coaching staff will try to stress what happened in Jacksonville a couple seasons back to make sure that we don't want to repeat that. And if that's still maybe it becomes fresh in the minds for that week. Um, but with the travel involved and the fact that Jags will be acclimated to maybe that time zone, that area, having played the Falcons there the week before, uh, very unfortunately, just like we saw with EJ Manuel and co in London versus the Jags, I'll have it being, uh, maybe a last-second field goal loss uh, to Jacksonville. Yeah, so we're both both going the same right now, both 4-1. and one. I mean, I think at least in the beginning, you'll see a lot of similarities with people with whether there's one loss here or one loss there. Um, but then you got the Giants coming to Buffalo. Big, big game. Who do you got in that one? Dable, his return to Buffalo. This is going to be really difficult as well. Um, I think this will be a win. Uh, but 
I'll say, and I don't mean to insult him as you'll, as this will make more sense as I get on with it, but if they had a slightly more talented quarterback than Daniel Jones on our center, uh, I might even chalk it up as a loss, but I think we'll be able to contain him enough. And I think uh, that the, the real task will be Barkley, in my opinion, to, to work against. But I think uh, given what we see now, I'm going to have that as a close win. Yeah, I'm going to go with the wind as well. I just think that will be another emotional game with just, I mean, it's a, it's a primetime game. Dable, like we said, returning. I think people will be amped up. And I think I, I just, it's another game where I don't see Daniel Jones outscoring Josh Allen. Kind of like how you said, it's just, if it was a different quarterback maybe, but I don't see it happening. And the only way we lose this game or they lose this game, I think is if Saquon Barkley runs for like 200 yards on them. Um, if they just can't stop Barkley at all, that's really the only way. But even then, I still could see Josh Allen putting up a couple touchdowns, Diggs getting open. Um, I mean, I, I just think that the team, the difference in skill level is, is too much to overcome maybe Dable being maybe a little bit smarter of an offensive coach than than obviously Dorsey and McDermott combined. Um, so I'm going to go with a win there to go to five and one, but then week seven, I'm actually going to go with a loss to the Patriots. I think that defense is going to cause some problems this year. I think they're going to be better than people expect. I still don't think they'll contend for the division, but I just have a feeling that one of the two games against the Patriots, they're going to lose. I don't think it'll be week 17, but I do think it's going to be week seven. I think they're going to be five and two after week seven. What do you think? I actually had this one as a win kind of similar to Vegas and Washington that kind of one of the less challenging ones, honestly, on the schedule. Uh, I know that uh, they were not complete blowouts last season in both matchups, if I'm not mistaken, versus the Pats. But I think we've uh, progressed enough where it, it should be on paper, at least the way I've described it, similar to the those early two games. And I think this will be a, a confident win. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that's a game that I could see going either way. Uh, but week eight, I, I don't see going any way but a Bills win. I, <laughs> I mean, I, if they lose that game, I think people will be calling for McDermott's head. People will say the season's over. It'll it'll be a long, long week until that Bengals game. Um, and there would be a lot of pressure then on that Bengals game. So I'm going to win to go to six and two. Are they going to seven and one for you week eight? As much as I would like that to be the case, uh, I do see going down into Southern Ohio. That'll be an, uh, probably an emotionally charged game, given what given what happened last season uh, with Demar and everything. We didn't get to finish it, uh, but I do think that Cincinnati comes out on top. Um, I think that as much as we we want to say like, oh, we, we're going to find reasons why we could even go seventeen and zero, I don't think that's possible. I mean, it's been done before, seventy two Miami. Uh, but I do think if you're going to pick a loss, this would be this would be one, and I and I see some legitimate reasons why. Um, Burrow Chase. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Etc. So I'm going to give this to, to the Bengals as a, as, a, as a win for them. I uh, might have skipped over you real quick on that Bucks game. I'm guessing just a win there for the Bucs. Uh, yes, uh, no, should not be completely challenging at all there. That's a win. Yeah, so, all right, so I'm going with a loss as well for the Bengals. That would, for my schedule, put it at 6-3. and three. I think a lot of people would be worried at that point, even though I do think that's still very good, especially considering the teams that they're playing this year. But then games get crucial, right? We're getting They're getting into Week 10 after that. Denver is coming to Buffalo. I, I, th- I see that as a win also, so I see 7-3 and three after Week 10. So after 10 weeks, where are you at, and what do you have that Denver game going? Uh, I have that as a certain win as well, and so for me, uh, that would be 8-2. and two. Okay, so yeah, so we're, we're one game off of each other. I mean, I think this is how a lot of people are going to see it. I think if it's any worse than 7-3 and three at Week 10, there's a little bit of panic there. Um, even if it is seven and three, I could still see some panic from fans. Obviously, there's I mean, there's going to be panic at all at all times, even if they're maybe 10 and oh, and there's still going to be some worries. Right. Um, so seven and three, eight and two and going into week 11 jets come to Buffalo. Are they sweeping them? I'm going to go with no. So I think they lose this one. I think they go to seven and four. Do they sweep them to you? Uh, I will have it as a sweep. Um, I, I don't see us losing to them at home. I know it's not as meaningful to play the maybe the Jets as home as it is to play Miami at home, uh, but I do think that we will be able to contain them. Although, uh, have now here's a question. Have we played Brees Hall before? I do not recall when he got injured, if it was before our loss. Um, I don't believe we played Brees Hall. Okay, so that's going to be quite the factor, as he is uh, very talented. We've not been able to uh, face him yet. So I, I would have that as a very close win. Um, so crazy to say it would be done by that point. But, yes, uh, by default, we will be sweeping the Jets the way I see it. All right. So I'm at 7-4. and four, You're at 9-2. and two. Eagles then in Philadelphia. I'm going with a win, um, partly because it's my birthday as well on that day. So I would really hope that they would win on my birthday. Um, but yeah, week 12 in Philly, I'm going with a win. That would put them at eight and four big stretch coming up. What do you have? Do you have them going 10 and two? We don't quite reach double digits in the win column just yet. Uh, I think the Eagles have bulked up incredibly well this off season on both sides of the football. And I think it'll be an entertaining game. Great game. But I just see Philadelphia coming out with the win and that'd be really uh, unfortunate as it will, will mean that we lost to them the past two times we played them in the regular season. And of course, we'll have to deal with Philadelphia fans and their stereotypes. 
Yeah, and the the whole conversation of who's who's better, right? Who's better fans? Who's better everything? I mean, that's a big thing. And Philly, I will say they've got a great fan base. I mean, they're they're another diehard fan base, um, just like Buffalo. But I mean, I think we're both always going to go with the Bills, Bills Mafia, right? I mean, Bills Mafia is just I think a different different breed than anybody. Um, but then we have the bye week. So at the bye week, you have them at nine and three. I got them at eight and four. Very close. This is a huge stretch. Then right. Week 14 in Kansas City. Are they getting the win? I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to say yes in the regular season at least. I don't understand why it's the regular season only. The Bills can't lose to the Chiefs at least recently. So I'm rolling with a yes to move on to 9-4. and four. Very tough once again, but I think I'm going to have to bring our, our regular season uh, triumph for, versus the Chiefs back down to earth. I do think we finally lose in Kansas City. Of course, we lost when they were here the COVID year, but I do think we lose, unfortunately, uh, to the Chiefs here. So that would put them at 9-4, and four, uh, still yearning for that for that 10th win. So we're both 9-4 and four, going into Dallas. Actually, Dallas is coming here. Sorry. Dallas here, week 15, 425 game. I feel like this is a win. I, I, and solely because I, do, I see Dak Prescott turn the ball over a couple times against the Bills. And I see Diggs and the Diggs versus Diggs matchup. I see Stefan coming out on top there. I see if just down the line, I don't really know. The only question mark I think I'd have is maybe Micah Parsons and that defensive line going up against the Bills offensive line. But other than that, I don't see an issue there for the Bills. Um, so I'm going to have a win there to go to 10 and four. I would agree. Um, I think this will be, kind of one of those mid-level games, more challenging than those early Vegas-Washington games. Um, but, of course, you would assume some of those Philly-KC-style games are, are more challenging. So I'll have this as a as a, a, a agreeably comfortable win versus Dallas. All right, so we're both at 10-4. and four. Chargers, this is a Saturday game, only on Peacock, like we've said, December 23rd. I, I'm going to go with a loss. It pains me to say it, but I'm going to go with a loss. They're going to go to 10 and 5. So I think loss there before you get into the final two games. What do you think for the Chargers? I have this one as a win. I think that would bring them to, uh, let's see, 11 and 4 for me. I personally think the Chargers are one of the most overrated teams in the league. Uh, I think Brandon Staley is slowly driving that team into the ground with his over analytical approach. And I also think Justin Herbert. Maybe gets uh, some a little bit too much praise. I know that would ruffle a lot of feathers, but we saw the collapse, the uh, historical collapse versus Jacksonville in the playoffs. And so I have this one in a, as a win in SoFi. We go 2-0 in our uh, past two games there in SoFi. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just the, for the try. I feel like it feels like a trap game. feels like one of those trap games, right? I mean, there's, there's a couple of those every year. But I do think the Bills are a better team. I just, again, see it as a little bit of a trap game. Last two games, real quick, Patriots, Week 17. I'm I'm going to keep it simple with both of these. I'm going with wins at the end of the year to finish it off. I think Patriots easily get it done. I don't think, especially after a Week 7 loss, I think that they would say, no, no way we're losing two games to the Patriots. And then, yeah, I have them sweeping the Dolphins. I have the Bills sweeping the Dolphins because I any Dolphins fan can come at me when we say this, but the stats back it up. Josh Allen owns Miami Dolphins. I hate to say it. He's 8-2 and two against them in his career. I believe that's the record. Um, so until otherwise, 
I'm not hearing anything else. And I think week 18 will be a huge week for the AFC East. A lot on the line. I just think that they're going to go into Miami and say, you know, we lost in this building last year. No way we're losing it in this year, especially because they can't. I mean, we can't complain about the the sun, right? Can't complain about the heat. So uh, quick two wins. So that puts my record at 12, 13 and five. No, 12 and five. So 12 and five is my final prediction. I don't know if that's enough to get the get the um, AFC East. You let me know what you think for the last two games and if you think either of ours are enough for the AFC East. So I have a surefire win versus New England. That would bring it to 12 and four and then not a surefire by any means, but a win in Miami, 13 and four. The weather, I think, plays a difference. We know what we need to, how to prepare maybe uh, for kind of on the field, but off the field things, maybe on the sidelines, given what happened last year, it'll be much more favorable weather. Um, very meaningful, though. I'm sure that this, this of course, could be for the division in the family, or maybe it's for a Miami wild card berth. Um, but I think we uh, do win that game. And so, actually, I would have us running the table in the division. And so, by default, crown us AFC East champions at 13-4. and four. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I could see 13-4 and four debatably being one of those, you know, records where there maybe there is a team. Maybe, maybe it is week 18, and it's 12 and – Four versus twelve and four Dolphins Bills. It's gonna be a good division, but there's the schedule. We'll talk more about it, obviously, each week. But we just wanted to go over it quick, go over what stood out. What do you guys think? Let us know down. Let us know down below what you guys think. What do you guys think the record's gonna be? Which games do you think will be those trap games? Which games do you think they'll pull off? Maybe an upset. You'd like to say it maybe against Cincy or Kansas City or Philly, whoever. Let us know down below. What you guys who actually also let us know who did a better job predicting them. That will be something that we'll love to see. So just let us know down below. But we're gonna get in real quick. Obviously, we went a lot over time on that one, but it's the schedule, right? We got to spend time on it. We're just gonna talk about the NHL draft, uh lottery draft real quick. Obviously, the Sabres weren't huge into it because they were a little bit better this year, right? They almost made the playoffs this year. Isn't that crazy? Um, but the number one overall pick. Connor Bedard, right? It's easily going to be him. That's who everybody was fighting for all year. And it goes to the Chicago Blackhawks, right? So he's Chicago Blackhawks first overall, Anaheim Ducks second, Columbus Blue Jackets third, the Sharks are fourth, Montreal's fifth, Arizona, Philly, then Washington, Detroit, St. Louis, Vancouver, Arizona, Buffalo comes in at 13, Pittsburgh 14, and then Nashville and Calgary are 15-16. Um, so, Obviously, some changes, not too, too many, right? The Sabres stayed at 13. So one, does it? Does, I'm going to ask you just straight up, does 13, staying at 13 mean a lot to the Sabres? Or is it just one of those things where, I mean, they're they're making the right moves. To me, they're making the right moves. That pick, yeah, it would have been great to jump, but at, that, at this point, they already got draft picks. They, they should be set even if they don't take someone at 13. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it's what you came into it expecting if everything went the way that uh, the numbers would show. And it was that way for us. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's any. Well, it really isn't a surprise um, because it's the way that uh, it would have been had it been NFL style where there isn't a ping pong lottery. If that's what they still use these days. It would have just been where you finished. And that's that was the case. But it should be a testament to our, our progress that we've made. Uh, I think something that isn't being talked about enough, at least from what I've seen, is we had a winning record this season, 
42 and 40. We won more games than we lost more than we lost this season. Um, I think that's really impressive given where we were. So uh, that's what I would have to summarize kind of where we fell as. Yeah. I mean, it is nice to be able, I think a lot of people will agree with that is that it's just, it's nice to be able to say that they're going in the right direction. Cause for me, I've always loved hockey, but those up until probably last season, it was just too tough to watch. Like they were not a good team from, I mean, they obviously had Eichel, they had Ryan Hart, they had certain guys that were good, but it just seems like whether it was coaching or the bottom two lines or goaltending or defense, it just couldn't put it all together. Now it seems like they're starting to put it all together. It's nice to see, but they end up at 13. I'm guessing, I mean, I'm hoping defensemen, I think you're probably hoping the same thing, defensive prospect, if they do take someone there. That's something I will get into down the road once it gets close to the draft, specific prospects, all that. Um, but Buffalo's at 13. But the big story, right? Number one overall, Chicago Blackhawks, Connor Bedard, another generational. I know that word, people get upset because that word's thrown around a lot. But when a guy's that good, a guy's that good. I'm hearing a lot of things. He's an Austin Matthews type, right? And not, maybe not McDavid because McDavid is something we can also get into down the road. But I know he's, to me, the great, the most skilled player to ever play the game of hockey. Obviously, there's other guys like Gretzky and Ovechkin's the greatest, maybe the greatest goal scorer, maybe. But Chicago, they just had Patty Kane, just traded him this past trade deadline. And now, right back at it, they get the number one overall pick franchise guy right, right away. How do you feel about it? Who do you wish would have had it? And who are you glad didn't? So I really do not like to see it personally. Um, I, I'm kind of a big supporter of seeing teams that have never won before be put in the best position to win. Not saying that it was an automatic cup being awarded to whoever got Bedard, but uh, Chicago has experienced plenty of success. They have three cups in in their since. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, the one versus the Flyers, the one versus the Bruins, and the one versus the Lightning. So I I, I was not interested in seeing them be set up for more success anytime soon. I think that I, I was hoping they'd kind of have to realize what it meant to be on the bottom uh, basement level of the league. So unfortunate to see from my perspective, I was pulling for San Jose or Arizona. Um, I know Arizona was maybe not at the absolute bottom there, but I really would for, for teams that were, I was hoping San Jose would grab my, cause I I'm always been a fan of the sharks. I love the teal personally. Yeah. Logan Couture noted bills fan. Um, Really like Eric Carlson. You can't not like him. I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, so I wanted them to be able to be to add, add a generational addition there. Um, Arizona would have been great. I uh, uh, I really like the I'm big fan of the uniform. Not I know that's not the the most important thing to to be liking about a hockey team, but um, I wanted to see some success for them too, as they haven't really experienced much of it in their past. I know the greatest finish for them was the Western Conference Finals versus the Kings, the year that they went ahead and beat the Devils in the Cup. Um, and so I was, but however, I was very glad that an organization like Montreal didn't grab him as it would have meant the Sabres playing him three to four times a season. Um, wouldn't have minded necessarily if Columbus got him. However, I'm happy that he will be in the West. There's a consolation prize that you can kind of look at because it means only twice a year, unless the cup, uh, for the Sabres. So, uh, and then the, you got to feel for the Ducks too. How about that? Second in the Crosby year and now second in the Bedard year, just tough luck there. Yeah, I mean, I, I was for me when it comes to the Blackhawks, at least. I, I mean, I, I'm not as disappointed as I think a lot of people are. Um, 
obviously not the team I would have said 100%. Yeah, I really wanted him to go there. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I will say, obviously, the only reason that I don't love it is not even more so the fact that they have been winning a lot recently. Like, or not recently, but, like, past years with Patrick Kane and everybody. It's more, obviously, that story that came out about just the way that they handled a lot of internal stuff with their organization and how it's run. So that's really the way, like, I saw they got fined, fined what, $2 million, I believe, for that whole whole thing. And they, I think it was 48 hours after the pick was announced that they got the first overall pick. They sold $1.9 million in... Um, Big deposits. Yeah, so it's like, all right, that whole entire fine just went out the window because they got gifted Connor Bedard, right? So it 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 kind of just sucks in that way. Um, but I will say that again, it could be worse teams. Like for me, Columbus, Montreal did not want to see him go there. Arizona, I wouldn't have minded. I'm glad it wasn't uh, Philly. That was another team. Philly, Detroit did not want him in Detroit, um, but. A team that I might I did kind of want that would have taken a little bit to jump is Vancouver because I believe he is from Vancouver. That would have just been a cool story. And I do like the Canucks. I I like just they're they're kind of a quieter team, as in their fan base isn't really super loud, as in they're talking a lot. They're they're a very understanding fan base. Um, so I like the Canucks. I would have wanted them. Washington might be a bit of a controversial take that I would have liked to see him in Washington. I would have loved to see at least him with a year with Alex Ovechkin. Um, but the main team I would have loved to see him go to is Anaheim. I would have loved to see him and Zegras tear it up for Anaheim. Um, and then San Jose was another team that I would have would have been fine with. So a lot of teams I would have been fine with. Chicago was kind of in the middle of, uh, okay, it's whatever. But just glad Columbus, Montreal... Philadelphia and Detroit did not get Bedard. Um, so there's the draft lottery. We'll obviously talk more as it goes on just about what things could happen on draft day. Um, what we could see, obviously we'll talk about the Sabres off season a little bit when it gets more towards the end of the Stanley cup playoffs. We'll talk about the playoffs a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, so there's the draft lottery. Any last thoughts on the draft lottery? Not a ton. Uh, I guess not, not as bad as it could have been, but still not overall uh, pleased extremely with it. But we'll see how it works out uh, come June. Yeah. Um, before we end, like we said, we do want to talk a little bit of history, a little bit of history of Buffalo sports. I'll, I'm going to start this one because I know you have one that happened on this day. Um, but I'm going to talk about a game that happened in 1992, actually. 1992, the Bills had just lost two games in a row. They were four and two. They're, they're playing Monday night football against the New York Jets. It's the last time the Bills played Monday night football against the Jets. 31 years ago. 31 years ago it's been since the Bills and Jets played on Monday night football. Obviously, they played other primetime games. They played each other, obviously, two times a year every year. But it was a weird game, a little bit, when it comes to a slow start for the Bills. Everybody thought, oh, here we go. You know, it's going to be 4-3. and three. It's not going to end well. The Jets going into this game were 1-5. and five. So... Bad versus a team that just made it to the Super Bowl last year. Lost, but made it to the Super Bowl last year. With a few minutes remaining, Thurman Thomas, they're down 20-17. to 17. Thurman Thomas catches a pass from Jim Kelly for the score. Ends up being the game winner 24-20. 
Bills do move to five and two. It was out. It was an outdoor game. It was 46 degrees, which is October 26th. But actually, the Bills are playing a October 26th Thursday night game, I believe, against the Bucks is this year. So we'll have another primetime game 31 years after this game. Um, but yeah, it was a nine o'clock start too. That's also the other thing I wanted to point out. Nine o'clock start, not an eight thirty start, not eight fifteen. Nine o'clock start at Giant Stadium. I mean, it just it was one of those games where I saw somebody commented because I tweeted that out today that that they had um, won this game and this game was the last time they played on Thursday Night Football. And somebody had commented saying that they did think that if they lost this game, all everything was going to fall apart, right? Everything was going to fall apart because they had just lost the two week the week two weeks before that. Um, but it was a come from behind victory. Ended up pulling it out. At one point, they were they were up fourteen to six. And they lost the lead to go down 20 to 17, came back and won at 24 to 20. Thurman Thomas, by the way, had himself a game, a game. He had 21 rushes for 142 yards. So he had 142 on the ground and then another 22 in the air with the receiving touchdown. So overall, 24 touches for 164 yards and a touchdown. A lot of people would have really wished he was on his fantasy team that, that, that day. Um, and yeah, I mean that just shows exactly what Thurman Thomas was all about, right? A lot of us, I mean, we didn't, we we unfortunately weren't um, able to see him playing playing live, but we've obviously seen videos. But Thurman Thomas led him to the victory that day to go to five and two. Very interesting stuff. And yes, uh, I don't know exactly when fantasy sports, fantasy football came to be, but uh, that sounds like some paper and pencil style if it was around back then. Uh, but and also nine o'clock, that is uh, unheard of for an Eastern Coast team because uh, that's not like, OK, nine o'clock somewhere, six o'clock somewhere else. That's nine o'clock flat here. Well, six o'clock in California, of course. But for where it's being played, that is, uh, might I say, crazy and wild. Yeah. Um, so on my side of things, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, on this day in 1984, uh, a very familiar movie to those in Buffalo and really across uh, the, the sports film scene, The Natural, uh, was the film that was released in theaters. Um, and that was filmed at the Rock Pile, starring Robert Redford, of course, was the main character there. Um, I, I know I'm a big fan of that movie. Uh, get, you'll go back to the 20s with some of that culture, um, speakeasies and the flappers and whatnot. I, I'm a big fan of that film. So that was pretty cool to find out. And then another one more recently was that um, in 2017, Jason Botterill uh, was hired uh, to be our next GM. So we know how that worked out. Uh, not as ideal as maybe we wished it had been, but it's nice to see where we are now uh, with Kevin Adams at the home. And so that's only a mere six years ago. So we've really made quite some progress as, as mentioned before. So neat stuff here uh, on May 11th uh, in our yeah. city's sports history. I will say, I do want to point out that some people, I'm not one of them, but I know a lot of people that are, that are Jason Botterill defenders because he did make the Tage Thompson trade. I'm not 100% sure if he made I, – I don't think he made – he did not make the Levi trade. That was too late. That was Kevin Adams. But he did make that trade. So he made that trade for Tage Thompson, technically, even though there are reports that said that he did not want Tage Thompson. He wanted Robert Thomas or um, one other player from St. Louis that I'm blanking on who still would have been a great pickup, right? Would have been, but I think a lot of Sabres fans are happy that Tage Thompson is a Buffalo Sabre. So we can thank him for that even though it might not have been intentional, might not have been the guy that he wanted, 
But they did bring in Tage Thompson for Ryan O'Reilly, who is now on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we all know how that's going now, but hopefully it can end, I believe, tonight, right? Is it tonight that they, they play? Uh, to, I believe that would be actually tomorrow is the Leafs Panthers. Tomorrow. tomorrow. So tomorrow could potentially see that 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 end up ending for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But a lot of different, a lot of different stuff happening on this day, a lot of different history that just is connected to this day now with the schedule coming out and now the Jets and Bills being being told they're gonna be playing uh week one, Monday night football. So it should be a fun one. I mean it, it I, I will say final thoughts on the schedule for me. Not the biggest fan of it overall. I think it's a tough schedule. I'm not a big fan of the only two one o'clock games. Um, but I will say I do like some of the primetime games that they're going to be on. I love that the Giants are coming here on primetime. Um, and I do like the end of the season push. Right. So um, ups and downs every year. You're not going to be 100 percent happy every year with the schedule. So any last thoughts on the schedule and then we will see everybody next week. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I would have liked to see some changes made. I mentioned earlier, would have liked to see a different week for Philadelphia. Um, also, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. You have three, eight o'clock or eight fifteen or later starts in a row and then four, four twenty five kickoffs in a row. That's going to be an adjustment. Uh, no doubt there. Uh, and also, at least for me, maybe a lot on the personal side. Uh, it'll be the first year where I'm not a student, so I'm not working on a school schedule for all these games. So it's probably not going to be working in my favor necessarily with such late starts there. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm sure I'll – of course, I'll be up for the task. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how I review it. Looking forward to, to getting to some home games. I always like to try to get to maybe one or two away games. I'm thinking about marking down Washington as one just given the date and time and then uh, maybe New England uh, to, to, to make that a, a double duty there. So we'll see. Yeah. Well – Thanks for tuning in. Let us know down below comments, concerns, what you guys would like to see us talk about, everything like that. Um, like, comment, subscribe. I mean, we're here, built in Buffalo, right? Um, be sure to follow our Twitters and, and Instagrams. We'll put them down below in the description as well. Um, but yeah, first ever episode of Bill's, or Buffalo Sports Banter. Going to get things rolling, right? It will we'll get things, get different topics, different things going here. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, Hunter, any last words? Uh, nothing more than let's go Buffalo. And I can't wait for what is next uh, on our city sports scene. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.